0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there's John. Hi, John. Hey, Tyler. Guys, this week we're going to talk about something. We've been kind of beating up this point a lot lately, but we, I think we've got a good clear take on it here, which is who exactly are you talking to when it comes to your clients as far as sending emails out or who you're posting on social media? Who are you trying to attract? Because learning that – is the key to actually attracting more people, the people you want, and not seeming like you're just screaming into the void and having nobody respond. So we're going to give you some tips on how to speak to the right people, how to identify who your people are, and how to make sure you're not chasing proverbial waterfalls out there by speaking to people who you do not have any business speaking to. So let's get right to it. Before we start, follow me on Instagram at Stone. follow John at JBanksFL, and follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. You can find the Facebook group that we have, the Gym Owners Revolution, the community resource for gym owners uh, in the link in our description. So let's get right to it, John. John, there's a thing that we see very often, and this is something, I don't remember where we got this handed down to. It's from one of our copywriting people, or maybe it was some of the Hormozy stuff that we've seen. But very specifically, when you guys are writing copy, social media posts, whatever it is, when you're trying to communicate outwardly, don't try to talk to everyone about everything all at once. And it's a really, really important principle for you to learn because trying to talk to everyone at once really just sounds like you're talking to nobody. Because if you say, if you are gonna post something about like, hey guys, we have a Stu training program or whatever, come, come join our gym. Reasons you should join our gym. And it lists, if you wanna build muscle, if you want to train for a marathon, If you want to get skinny, it's like, we can do everything. And that idea, by the way, as a gym owner, as a coach, you probably can do everything for each one of those people. But you can't speak to all those people at the same time because I'm going to hear, oh, that's me, thing one, and all those other things are not me. And it kind of makes me question whether or not they can even handle the thing that I want. And it is very important that you clear that up. Not that you only have to do the one thing, but when you're speaking outwardly, you need to make sure that you're speaking about one thing to one type of person, and you will see right away how fat, how much better your stuff converts.
1: We all know what it, it looks like when it's too long and you don't read it. Yeah. And so the fact is, as you, if you make the mistake of trying to list everything, the odds that you even get the people that you want to read any of the things that you wrote go down significantly the longer your thing is. If it looks big and scary and it's a big long fucking paragraph of explanation,
0: yeah. folks are going to gloss over it. Then I'm going to look. We're talking copywriting with some of our Gear Academy coaches. Guys, if you want in the Gear Academy, we can help revamp your gym, get you up and running, give you the skills to make your business pop in the next year. You can get in the Gear Academy. Uh, links in our description. You can message us directly. But some of the coaches in our Gear Academy were talking yesterday about some copywriting stuff. And that was one of the things as you and I were looking through. It's like, you know what? I think paragraphs are dead. I think they've been dead for a while. And I think that's just an extension of one of the old copywriting principles out there, which is don't bother trying to inform your audience. If you feel like you have to inform them or teach them a bunch of stuff before they come to you, they're too far away. And so if, you, if I got to write a paragraph or two, it's just too much. Let's just be direct. Let's be about what it is. Not even about what it is. What can, it, what can this thing do for you? What do you got to do to find out more about it? Be simple. Be really pr- being practical about your communication, I think, is the thing that'll make you stand out lately. Because you had a good point in our call yesterday. Is that right now the way social media is operating? It's not suitable for long form. It's the TikTokification, I think, of of online everything. Right? YouTube's gone has essentially has shorts. Instagram's got reels. Everything. Facebook's got them now. Everything is now made for that short, short thing. That everything is just a photo, text or video postcard, It's all it is. It's just a postcard, it can say a thing, it can be. It can, it can. give you one little feeling, it's like, oh shit, this person sent me this while they were on vacation, nice, that's cool, That made me feel a certain way, but that's it. That's about as far as you can go. And that's important to know, because the medium is the message. And look at what you're doing, if you're trying to get in this short form, essentially postcard media thing, and you're trying to do a lot of long form shit, you're just playing the wrong game on the wrong field.
1: Well, and just the execution is poor. If you really step back and just look like you said and pull those things apart, you can realize you can still create informative content. You can look at a lot of influencers that are in the space or big brands that have been doing a good job of trying to be like the forefront of informative type content, but realize what they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah. They do not teach more than one point one core concept, one fact, it would be the equivalent of like a single bullet point per video, per post. They may do a 12 post series so they could go over each of their things, but understand why they're doing that.
0: Yeah. One of the things you can look at is like itemize the benefits of the thing that you're selling. Itemize and then break that out into who would be most attracted to those benefits, right? Or who has the biggest need and then you can go and explain each bullet list each each list on that bullet on that list of items or each thing on that list of items and then now you're speaking about something that'll click with one person it's not going to click with everyone but you're not going to miss with a 100 percent of the people this is very important to so look at somebody like say like squat university guy right on the internet right um much as i have disdain for little people trying to explain to big people how to be strong while they don't ever post what any of their totals are, post themselves with their shirts off, uh, whatever. I'll take advice from a skinny guy in this capacity. But what he's not doing is coming and saying, here's why squatting is important. and Here's how you squat. A, B, C, D. He's not running this whole thing. You start here and then you move the hips. You can't do that anymore. You just can't. There's a million videos out there. So what does he cover? He zooms in because you're the dork that's watching that shit, right? So you're already interested in squatting in general. So he's going and talking about ankles, ankle position. Should your toes be out or toes be an Entire post? on whether toes forward or toes out. Toes out. And maybe what different uh, criteria may lead, lead you from to one direction or another, right? There may be different things on hip angle, bar height, right? But that's one thing. And it's the biggest problem I see a lot of people with their businesses or brick and mortars are trying to teach like – all of the things you're trying to tell someone why they should work out. What the fuck you're going to exactly get, or, or convincing somebody like, Hey man, you really should just think if you would have started two years ago, how great do be. get in and get started? It's like, well, now you're f- f- filling this thing with regret. You're trying to put like shame on them. You're going to shame them into joining your gym. No, again, they don't, they care a lot, a lot less about what you say and more about how you make them feel. So can you make them feel like your thing gives them a little bit of hope? Or your thing speaks to them. Yeah, you know what? That's They said that thing. It's exactly the thing that I think. That may move the needle forward. That may get me to nudge just a little bit to actually making a phone call about this thing. Because I've been on the fence. You're not going to convince people who are way far off the fence to join your gym. Yeah, and I think this gets back to
1: how do you know that you're fucking this up? So what what are some things that you can look at quickly and realize, am I speaking to everyone? Am I not being concise enough? And what does that look like? And I think the best way that we have started to identify is when we hear from gym owners that they send out an email or they send out a blast or they are trying to – they've been making an effort to talk about either products or services that they have and no one is responding. Yep. And that's how you know because when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Because just like you said, Tyler, if you have a laundry list of things of all the things that you can do, all the things that your new nutrition program, all the things that the new summer shred program or whatever spring shred program you're going to create can solve all the problems that someone has. If you list all of them, if the person that's reading it that really did take the time to read it, if their point is actually point six, they had to get through five points that don't apply to them. Which is not how the The internet works these days. It ain't going to happen. No. Yeah. It's not how email works.
0: Yeah. People are just like, dude, I don't have time. Get to the fucking point. I don't even open stuff unless it's urgent anymore, frankly. Unless it's from my business, very specifically, I'm not opening anything anyone sends me because it's so saturated. I mean, let me, let's plug. I have, let's be real. I have 6,278 unopened emails in my inbox. Yeah. Sorry yeah so do i'm I. gonna get 50 <laughs> i'm gonna get i'm gonna get 50 more today and i'm gonna open the ones as i scroll through that are like i know that guy oh this is probably something i need to respond and that's it the rest of them are lost in the wash and you got to mm-hmm. know and that's not that doesn't mean that they hate you too especially if you're sending out email blasts to your members it's just the way it is now it's emails very similar to having a billboard and that some people are going to see it and it's going to click them some of them aren't some are going to take a month before they notice it takes repetition. So don't be afraid to shoot out emails multiple times or to make sure you're covering the same base three or four times with the same product. There's nothing I see worse out there than someone who sends out one email about a new product and then just complains because it didn't work. You know, I've seen it. I've seen a lot where they send an email. It doesn't work. and They go, well, shit, I guess we can't sell anything. It's like, well, no, you didn't try. And, you know, I've seen people do this with supplements too. You send out like a copy-pasted list of just copy. The supplement companies give you and just this yeah. laundry list of shit that nobody cares about, about just dorky science words. You can't get me to read stuff about a coupon that's relevant to me in my email. You're certainly not going to let me re- get me to read a 1500 word dissertation about fucking glutamine. I cannot care less. And so you got to stop playing that game that way. So just know, break it down. So let's go. Let's go through how we can help with this. Right. Yeah. Who are you talking to? The best way I can do go through this is where you take your best customers or the ones you already have and truly the best ones. If you're trying to grow, this is a strategy we use the MMA gym, right? Since you offer different products, right? There's boxing and kickboxing. So you just identify what is the lowest performing class right now. Let's put a little resources into buffing that one up because here's the important thing. Fulfillment is on the other side of all of this, right? Meaning, yes, we would love to just drive memberships up. Money's money, Right. However, this is a class that you already got to be there for. So do we want to make a full class more challenging to coach? Or we can make this class just simply more profitable, right? And and be a better experience for everybody. So if you've got a class only got five, six people in it, perfect. So let's prioritize boxing, meaning how are we going to do this? Well, maybe we don't need to post things about our whole business. We don't need to say Steve's MMA hut, right? Steve's MMA hut where you can learn self-defense, karate, Fucking backflips, ninja stuff, MMA, jujitsu, boxing. Like we don't need all of that stuff. Maybe all we really need to do is like, hey, you interested in boxing? Maybe you pointed a bunch of pop culture stuff that boxing has. This is the thing we did, which was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. We did the uh, what was the other one? Oh, like Balrog from Street Fighter, mm-hmm. Rocky stuff. You know what I mean? Like like you just do all the boxing culture stuff that's going to connect to connect to a boxer. You know, put quotes from Rocky, put a picture of Rocky. Who gives a shit? Put flyers up there, post that type of stuff on your social media. Be like, hey, boxing's great. Come train with us. Here's the things we can do. Like, there's a lot of cool things you can do to attract people about one thing. And you need to know that the people who want just boxing are very different from the people who want jujitsu. And that's no different than people who want to get strong who say, Mm -hmm. I just want to get and feel strong. That's a very different personality type than somebody who maybe needs to get strong, but their want is really to lose some weight. So you need to get them on what their want is. So you cannot speak to a person who's like, I'd like to lose 20 pounds. Be like, I want to get you fucking strong. It's like, well, fuck, even though that may be on the path and on the menu, that's not how you're going to get them to to, uh, come knocking on your door. Even if you think getting them stronger
1: and putting on more muscle will actually help them lose weight. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You may know that, but they're not there yet. Yeah, you so can you, give, by the way, you tell can give them what them they that. want.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you can give them that as gotta you're giving them to sneak it in. Exactly. No, so what you do like, hey, here's what we have to do to make sure you lose weight. That's perfect. But that is important. That is in the what. Right. That is in the what. And this you is more film. about who, who and why is about now, who, who and why is when we're talking about ad copy who and why are some of the most important things who is this and why does this work for them or why is this for them that's all they need to hear they don't need the, they don't need the where, the where the when they don't need to know what they don't need to know shit they don't need to know that it's got to be 3 days a week they don't need to know that there's some zoom calls or that they don't need to know anything about that you need to know you identify to them who they are and then like why this thing is going to get them what they want yeah why does it matter to them yeah that's it. Something to
1: call out because I don't want it to be missed because you went so quick. You chose the boxing analogy because that was the class hour, mm-hmm. right? That is underperforming numbers-wise. Yeah. So, let's translate that to a functional fitness gym. Perfect. Good idea. I like where right? you're going with this. So, let's take a look at whatever that hour is. Let's say it's your 10 o'clock hour.
0: Yeah. That maybe with- has less people. Let's go with something more specific. Let's go with the 8.30 or 9 a.m. hour that is okay. essentially your, take it however you will, it's your housewives class.
1: Right. So, what Tyler just said, that means you've done an analysis. While that those numbers are lower than your other more popular hours,
0: that who is there? Yeah. Who is So, there? if it is housewives, go ahead. Entrepreneurs, you got people who maybe… Maybe that is shift workers, by the way. Sometimes you get some, but for the most part, you can speak to just that time of day. You know, you know, drop the kids off to daycare. Like, what are these people doing? They drop the kids off to daycare. They come and train. Maybe they go get some coffee together, do a little shopping, go pick the kids back up. You know, the earth, especially the young ones, preschool stuff. They only got till noon. So it's just a part of their morning away from the kids a little bit. They go in, get fit, have a nice relaxing morning, start the day right, and then they can go back in with the kids. There's that, and then there is a little bit of the entrepreneurial side of that stuff as well. Entrepreneurs and either self-employed entrepreneurs or unemployed isn't the word I want to use, but people that don't have the work at seven or eight in the morning. Right. So now that's your messaging. That's perfect messaging. And it will like, be magic. It'll be
1: magic. Because you've done just a little bit of that effort of that research now, everything you put out was like, well, hold on They're Like our gym isn't, isn't a housewives, you know, gym. It's not a gym. It's not a yoga gym. And it's yeah, because the people that are interested in yoga at your gym will see that post anybody else. I'm not going to pay attention to anyone go yoga away post. because of it. Yeah. Well, nobody's going away. I'm not coming.
0: Table. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that, that's the type of thing you can kind of extrapolate all around the way, right? Sometimes uh, people's evening classes will lag. So then you need to maybe appeal more to working class people. You can even tell a bit of the, the story about this in this thing, which is hey, nothing makes me feel but or find testimonials. Guys, here's another great one leverage yeah. your testimonials to give this specific messaging because your testimonials are from specific people. So as you start to harvest your testimonials, you can take, and you can almost lead them a little bit into these things, the way you ask these questions. And then you can kind of give them a little, you know, run it back by them, say, is this okay if I put it this way? And they'll say, yeah. But when you do that, you can now have testimonials who are like, you know, I was worried about getting making time, but I was able to drop in right after work. I can come right after work three days a week and I just feel so much better for having done it. I thought that it was going to make me tired and cut in my day, but it's totally worth it. That one testimonial now answer covers everybody. Reg- by the way, regardless of their reasons for joining the gym, it justifies that time slot, which is just another angle in convincing someone to reach out, right? Our YouTube It's you list their, all the objections, and all their desires, and you just start covering one at a time. This person's mm-hmm. too busy. Hey, you're too busy to join the gym. Well, guess what? We got a thirty-minute class over noon, or you know, we do have classes that run a little later than into the, the evening. And you'll probably actually sleep better and feel more rested in the morning, anyways. After, th- and you only got to train three days a week, or whatever you want to do. Or say, boy, we have custom personal training sessions too, where we can make it work with almost every schedule. There, you've addressed scheduling issues for everybody. But that is talking about just one thing to one person who's worried about schedule. It doesn't have to be about their goals, just about their barriers. Goals are one way to approach it and the barriers are another way. And we call this, right,
1: it's what are the – we do a lot of work with coaching when it comes to how we want to be able to get better and more concise at everything that we're teaching, Mm -hmm. specifically on video and our video coach talks about this concept which is called a symptoms list right? What are the symptoms for the pain points that your people have? So step back and think about it. For the mom who's got a little kid at home, she cannot get to the gym. So her pain point is she can't get to the gym. Well, what are all the things that are causing that, that you could possibly solve for that person? If you start to list out that it's, well, she doesn't have childcare, Cause it's middle of the day and everybody else is working and the daycare and the kid that normally the, that watches the kid after school is at school right now.
0: Yeah. Well, what if you have childcare in your gym or what if you identified that maybe if I provide childcare at this one hour, I can pay for one hour of childcare every day. That's five hours a week total of labor. Pretty reasonable. Right. And what if that gives you five new members? Boy, well, that seems worth it. Cause I will tell you right now, one mom with little
1: kids has other friends yeah. who are moms with little kids
0: and let me also clarify that if you don't want a bunch of little bastards running around your place don't fucking get child don't get child care either cuz it yeah, sucks don't too it not do that it sucks too i've right? been in places where it goes both directions right my place kids were very welcome we had a big open area and a big area you know off to the side it was kind of sort of semi walled off we didn't really have to provide child care for the young ones the parents were always in sight but by the end of it, you're like, these little motherfuckers, get the fuck off the floor. Like it does end up being a cause of frustration. And I but it is a thing that sets you aside. You go to a 24 hour gym, you can't bring your goddamn kids. So if you want you- if you're doing coaching, it's it is really kind of nice. Even if John, your kids are almost old enough to where if they were within your shot of you, they'd be fine on the couch with phones. Sure. And you know, that it would work, right? And that does become a way to execute. But let's get into the specifics here. So best customers are the ones you have. Who are they? You want more of them go for it right start leaning into who are they my I, you have a you have a personality type you have a numerous amounts of personality types find the one you want more of whether that fits the schedule or just budgets you're trying to sell more personal training who are your best personal training clients the ones you coach who you like coaching the ones who pay you the most money they may not be one in the same hopefully they are but like if and an important thing that you wrote down here John is if you hate your clients I can change it like if you get clients that suck, You're speaking the wrong thing. You're talking to the wrong thing. You're barking up the wrong tree. You're not being clear enough. Um, And you may have inherited a gym. You may have inherited
1: a community. You're like, God damn it. I hate 80% of the motherfuckers that are in here. Mm -hmm. Well, don't make the mistake. It's your business now. Yeah, fix it. It's your business. Yeah. It's one of the things I can't remember if you said it, Tyler. Maybe Julian said it. Refuse. When it comes to your kids, right? Refuse to let your kid be somebody you hate.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like fix. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Fix those things. Like if you see something, you're like, God damn it, I hate that. It's really easy. Stop attracting douchebags that you
0: don't want in your your community. Yeah. And by the way, everybody's had it. You know, I've had personal training clients specifically that I'm just not that fond of. I have, but you know how many I have of those now? Zero. I now have a roster that is a hundred percent people that I really fucking like working with. And once you get some of those stubborn ones off, off your calendar, boy, is it really nice. Cause I, I don't even, I don't even look at my calendar the next day just cause all I know is the time slot. I don't worry about it. There's no dread on there. Like this motherfucker, you know, there's just nobody that I don't want to deal with and you don't have to, as long as you're able to attract enough people, you don't have to chase people you don't want to be doing business with. So on the other, so go ahead. Oh, go for it. No,
1: I was just going to say, so once you've done these tasks, you are now spending meaningful time yeah. online or marketing or advertising that has to do specifically with making more money or being more successful, growing your community, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You notice how none of those things that we just listed, Tyler, involved any type of dancing online. It didn't involve any type of fucking voiceover thing
0: where you pretend no, to be singing. or No high production value video content either. You don't got to be a professional photographer. You know, you could do most of this with text, but text on a screen, you can do all right. Maybe a photo here or there, but like it's, it's not that hard. Nowadays, be- the te- text on a screen is kind of goes further than almost anything else, to be honest with you. Because pictures of people, people don't know anymore. Oh, I ain't looking at nothing. I ain't watching yeah. pictures of people working out.
1: I think it's also really important to understand as well that it's your community, whatever community you're in, that your business is in, is large enough. There's enough people in it for you to attract the people that you want in your gym and for you to run a very successful business and to make money and to be happy and pay yourself and take care of your family. You don't have to have followers in fucking Australia.
0: No. Or across the country or the world. And that is the thing. We we talk about this a lot with um, business owners emulating their coaching mentors in the way that they do their business and how much that oftentimes blows up in their face because they're trying to attract coaches. If I coach coaches, I am trying to speak to coaches, people who know the ins and outs of things and want to tune that stuff up. If a coach learns from me about that stuff and then just starts talking the way I talk, Trying to attract the general population, they're going to fall flat on their face. The general population does not give a fuck about movement quality or this or that. They just, they want to not hurt. They want results. They want that. Whatever it is that they want, I promise, the things that you want as a coach, short of maybe to get jacked and stay jacked and have fun in the gym, that's about as far as it goes. So you got to get yourself out of the way because. You're not trying to be famous. You you are trying to run a profitable business, feed your family, make an impact in your community. Being an influencer, we talked about this before. Stop trying to post like an influencer. You're not a fucking influencer. You're trying to get people to come and do business. You are a professional. There is not much less professional than fucking influencers on the internet. Okay, but there is a thing here that you need to understand: is all you need to do is be respected, and be trusted. And in the long run, if you behave professionally, you speak to the right people, people will come and you can charge a lot of money. You can stick to your guns. Being famous does not give you, having clout does not like grant you the right. It's not the only way for you to be charging a lot of money for your services either. It's not like you get to 100,000 followers on Instagram and you can double your prices. Because still the people in your town don't give a fuck. Trust me. I know. None, do you know none of my clients? Not a single one of my clients knows of, knew of anything that I did with coaching, teaching, online education. None of not a one. I don't have a single in person client that knew me before six months ago. Mm-hmm. Not one. By the way, that's great. It's a wonderful challenge. I was talking to Ray. You know, do we have? I don't know if we had Ray on. Here. I was talking to Ray the other day about it. It's like you know, it always always really interesting trying not to over communicate because when you're speaking to coaches. And you're speaking to business owners, coaches, I can talk deep, we can talk inside baseball. But now I work with the general population who, one, doesn't give a fuck who I am. They don't fucking care about how smart I am. They don't care about any of this stuff. And it's a really, really good lesson in being concise and not dumbing down your communication, but just getting it to the person that needs it the way that they need to hear it.
1: Well, that's it. Talking to them. About what they care about. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just look like an autistic, retarded motherfucker Coach. that's just talking
0: about a whole bunch of shit that doesn't you guys matter. You don't know how smart anybody. I am. You don't fucking know how smart I am. This is fucking crazy. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? It is. By the way, there's Absolutely. times where it's been tempted. I'm coaching somebody. It's like I fucking know this because people have fucking asked me questions about this for a long time, and I fucking give the people come to me for answers they don't care it's true uh-huh. and, and all of the temptation was i was like well i mean why is it this one? i just want to be because like, i fucking know i don't fucking know what to tell you but you just need to get it to them and through them because by the way they're the ones that matter it's not you and that's the important right? thing guys is stop chasing fucking clout it's not about you and you getting propped up and you getting fucking attention or whatever it is from on the internet your thing is can i get this person from around the corner from on the block from in the neighborhood who wants to make the change that's the change that I sell, come to me for that thing and pay a premium for it and trust that it's going to work and want to, and want to do all the things. That's a very, very, very different thing. And the thing you need to know, I'm going to tell you this as a person who's been around to a lot of gyms, a lot of gyms all over the world. I can tell you this, the ones that have the most, what's the word? The biggest online, if there's a gym out there with the biggest online presence out there, whether it's in functional fitness space, uh, any of that stuff, they're not making near as much money off of the product that you're selling as you think they are. They're they're big. Their brands are big. They're very visible. They have a large following, whether it's about competitive athletes or whether it's just about making like really high-end content on the internet. They're making money selling digital products, I'm sorry, based on the branding of athletes and shit like that that they have in their network. They do not barely, I can tell you this from having spoken to many of these gym owners, by the way, I won't drop any names, but absolutely that they're like not solvent without it. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that you need to build this brand because, by the way, you can't. I'm sorry. Like you're just, that's not what you're doing. You're not gonna be able to do the two things concurrent because they couldn't either. So you don't need to become an influencer because it's just going to tank your local business. What you need to do is you need to grow your business the way your business needs to grow. So stop trying to emulate, Oh, these guys do this stuff. Let me make some really high end content on the internet. And spend, exactly. Spend twenty. You, you spend $20,000 just making videos this year and putting it for free out there on fucking Instagram and YouTube and see if that works out for you via Getting bodies into the door—it's not going to fucking happen. It's and not we've the talked same about game. This.
1: We've talked about it before, exactly. They're playing a different game.
0: Yeah, we've
1: we've specifically gone at like the twenty-four hour Planet Fatness and LA Fitness and all these different groups. You cannot emulate their pricing. You shouldn't emulate exactly how they're doing their marketing. You can take notes. Oh, I like that. That caught my eye, et cetera, et cetera. But you cannot copy it verbatim. Yeah. One, their model's totally different. And just like you called out, Tyler, they're playing a digital game. Yeah. If you are a brick and mortar game, you and I love to do this. Yeah. We love to take notes from completely different industries that are brick and mortar. Shit. Pizza places are some of my favorite ones to look at. Yeah. Because they are running, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, that's it's how you have to start. It's the
0: operation, it. it's, they're playing the numbers game. It's hyper localized, actually. Even if there's a national brand, the approach is very local. It's what are you trying to do? They want to fill this need on this night. So they need to fill these time slots. Cause while you got people there, it's just not that profitable. And he says, How do we get 10 o'clock buys? How do we do that? How do we get, the, how do we get mid afternoon shit during the week? What are our angles at this? What a great way to frame who you're talking to instead of talking about your fucking pepperoni. Tr- most trash because everybody's got pepperoni in the goddamn world too <laughs> <Fuck> i <pepperoni. I've laughs> said it i said it guys <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but i think it's really important that you guys that you know that because like you cannot just take you cannot just we, we talk about again the communicating with coaches also you need to know that most of your most of the people that are out there teaching movements and things like this they were never profitable gym owners anyways none of them were That's why they shifted. That's why they shifted. It's okay, right? You get a little heat. You get a little action. Maybe you're better at teaching large-scale concepts than you are owning a fucking gym. Well, you're here because you're a gym owner. Okay, you want to be an influencer and become a fitness guru, go to some other fucking podcast if you want to do those things. But that's not what we're here to do. If you want your gym to be a success, then you are in the right place, which means I'm not going to tolerate you chasing clout. It's not a fucking option. It's just not an option. You want to become famous, wonderful, then what is going to happen to all the people in your gym when you pack up and move off? Those people you pretend, did you pretend to care about them? Is that what you did? You just pretended to give a shit about them, right? Or did your gym ever matter? Was it ever really a passion project? If you're so easy, just as soon as it becomes easy for you to fucking leave, you're just going to leave? So you got to understand what do you really want out of this? Are you trying to build something for real here and make a real impact in your community? Or are you just leveraging it to get the fuck out of Dodge? tell me. Just be honest. Just be honest, by the way. Yeah, be honest. Then do it. Then do it. Do the whole thing. Build the platform and, and try to ch- try to do whatever. You're going to have to do all sorts of networking. Networking is the name of that game, meaning all you're going to need to have. To. So we'll give you tips. How do you want to be famous and leave your gym? Okay. <laughs> Network. <laughs> Find people more famous than you. Talk to them constantly, shamelessly. Try to get on their platform. Come up with ways to make really good content. Try to get them onto your platform. The, you will only be as, you will only grow at the rate with which you can link up with people more famous than you. That's all that is. So play that game and do that game really, really, really well.
1: And yep. understand that you're your gym C-less. will not be
0: profitable during any of that time. And that's okay. But that's what the game you're playing is. But back to our game, you can't play that game. Okay. You really need hyper localized. So look at, like we said in the past, there's lots of great local, you need to emulate brick and mortar strategies, not your industry's strategies. And I think that's the important thing to take away. Your industry Guys, what do you think you're going to fucking learn out of the fitness industry here? The industry that has not spread much health. It's kind of it's I'm, I'm kind of the am kind of the same way with like fucking hospitals and shit trying to tell people what to do all the time. I was like, "Okay, so you are like make three times as much money. You're like a massive you're busy, bigger now than you were a decade ago. Is our country healthier than it was a decade ago?
1: Is our community Is our
0: most immediate community healthier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've like doubled our fucking hospital presence here. And it's like, oh, it's only, you're only in response to sick people. You don't actually do anything to help, right? And that's really interesting. And look at the fitness industry. Guys, fitness industry has made a lot of money. Are we healthier as a population due to it? I kind of don't think so. I kind of think it's been predatory. At the very least, we've just been spinning our wheels, shoveling money into that industry. So if you want to be different, you want to be better, you got to like stop setting off people's bullshit radar by spouting the same shit that everybody in the fitness industry is. So stop imitating fitness industry. Start looking at things. Service industry. Look at people who do like a really good character, high character business. Find somebody who you see in almost any different field that like, what's the word? Like endears you with like trust. Right. if there's a plumber who just runs ads who you don't even know, who you're like, that guy seems trustworthy. I like, look into what they're doing. It's like, pay yep. attention. Who are they talking to? How are they saying it? Like, that's brilliant. And if you can't look at stuff that's going on in other industries and go, man, that what a brilliant approach. I need to write that down. You're not paying enough attention in your fucking life to the things that matter and you're living your life as a consumer. And one of the biggest things I've ever seen is be a creator, not a consumer. Right. So if you're trying yep. to make a thing happen, make a thing happen. Quit running around just consuming fitness content and spitting it back out the same way you fucking heard it. it sucks, man. You got to be better than that. We've given Dude, this idea before. On you fools. And you, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs>
1: We've given this idea previously, <laughs> and I think it's worth giving it to everybody again. It's just like you said, Tyler. It's we're not the only ones you that are listening and watching this you're not the only ones that have your bullshit radar going off about the fact that whether it's the health health industry or the fitness industry really almost doesn't seem like they're in the business of keeping people healthy they're going to keep you alive keep you sick and then we're going to keep moving if you want to do things differently if you hold that passion deep down in you to be preventative, to make your community a healthier place and a better place to live, then run with that Mm -hmm. because everyone's bullshit radars are high right now on that. So if you differentiate yourself, you make yourself different than than everyone that's inside of your community by just saying, I want to make my community a healthier place and lead where that's everything you do is working and that that's your North star. That's what guides you everything that you do next. If you keep that as your North star, you won't have to worry about gimmicks or tricks or whatever. It's just doing the, those daily activities that aren't sexy, they're not exciting you knock them out day in and day out. Just like you said, just
0: everything we've talked about this
1: episode of being very clear on who you're talking to.
0: Well, what do they want? Because by the way, if you're you're not making enough money, it's not because you're no, you're like noble and being a martyr and being selfless and just sacrificing for your cause. Most likely is you just suck at getting people interested in what you're doing, which means you're not even a martyr. You're just bad at spreading the thing you're hoping to spread. You're bad at delivering that thing. So, Quit being a fitness smarter, Quit chasing clout. Quit speaking to everybody about everything, right? And just zoom in. Pay attention to this game, right? This game. Who are you talking to? What do they need? How can you do it? Add a, write it to them. Like we said, a long time. It's been going around for a long time. At a fifth grade reading level. So keep things as simple as possible. Be practical in your communications. Don't be a blowhard. Don't use more words than you need to. Don't write like you're writing an essay. School, this is an important thing I'll touch on before we go. School and writing reports, book reports, and like say, you know, reports on history and shit like this. It like taught you to communicate thoroughly, right? Because the bigger words you use and the more properly you framed everything, you just, it becomes legal terms almost, right? Where you're just boxing the situation in with your vocabulary. You're like, and this is exactly how it is, and it's the perfect descriptive term, and the perfect adverb, and bop, 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 and everything lays out exactly this way. And man, what a well-constructed message about this thing. But that doesn't work with writing copy because that's not how people think. So if you needed to write something up that was indefensible right there they're, they're well, not in what's indefensible. maybe not the word what's the word like uh they was gonna hold up to uh, peer review right able to be scrutinized and they're irrefutable is the word there's no holes in this statement it is all fact fully defendable stat, facts that's a great way to go about writing fucking i don't know whatever it is you think you're writing but nobody cares nobody reads things on the internet that way they want it to be readable and it needs to connect with them so don't try to be thorough when communicating on the internet just don't. Don't try to be overly precise. Just get it out to them. Be practical. So when you're writing this, who is this? What do they want? How can they take one step? What is the one action they can do? Ah, shoot me a text. Here's a number. Like, Just be practical. Be Have a casual, practical voice or tone when you're writing those things and it'll go a long way. Less is more, guys. Said by the guy who says more all the time. So thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. Make sure you go to the gym owners podcast, join the Facebook group, of the gym owners revolution. You follow me on Instagram at Tyler F and stone and John. On Instagram at JBanksFL. and John, do people need to go see Ramstein in concert? only if you want to have your face melted yeah john john was so close he said i I was sure my beard was melting oh i thought (laughs) my beard was on fire for sure a couple times so so (laughs) awesome well the northeast had a wild weekend that's for sure so thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week